What makes doctors choose rural medicine, and why don't more doctors choose it? You're listening to ReachMD XM, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Business of Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Kaskill. Joining me today is Dr. Rick Kellerman, a practicing family physician in Wichita, Kansas, and president of the American Academy of Family Physicians. Dr. Kellerman, welcome to the show. Yes, thanks for having me, Larry. Well, I know that you were a, a family physician in a rural community. Can you tell me a little bit about where and when and how and why? Yes, well, I, I practiced in a rural or actually frontier community of Plainville, Kansas, which is on the Great Plains between 1982 and 1988. And then I moved to another rural community, Salina, Kansas, where I was a program director of the Family Medicine Residency Program there and then did that for nine years, and then uh, 10 years ago, I became chair of the Department of Family and Community Medicine at the University of Kansas School of Medicine, Wichita, where we have a number of rural-based programs. What did you like about it? What did you not like about it? Well, for family physicians, rural practice is where you can really ply your trade, so to speak. I enjoyed the personal one-on-one relationship with patients, uh, knowing my patients, knowing their families, knowing their community and where they lived, just being a little bit of a sociologist, just understanding the entire dynamic of the community. I enjoyed taking care of patients, everything from, we saw a lot of trauma in the emergency room, oil field accidents, farm accidents, car wrecks, everything from that to delivering babies and seeing things in the emergency room to daily practice. It sounds like a Norman Rockwell painting. Well, <laughs> so, you know, people used to say, boy, you must love the uh, slow lifestyle there. And i go, are you kidding It is very difficult work. It is hard work. You're working a lot of hours. And so it may sound like Norman Rockwell, but we owe a lot to our rural physicians because it is very difficult work, particularly in those areas where there are shortages. Did you ever see the movie Doc Hollywood or the TV show Northern Exposure? Yes, I have. I've seen them both. How accurate are those? Well, I think, as you say, we sometimes have an idealistic view of rural practice and like practices in urban settings. There are uh, clear advantages of practicing in a rural area, but for medical students and residents, they also need to be realistic about rural practice. What other kind of hardships did you have when you were all by yourself? In terms of hardships, I think primarily was the uh, time element in terms of not having enough individuals to trade call There wasn't really that much of a problem with subspecialty support. Subspecialty colleagues were just at the end of the phone and were very willing to accept patient transfers when it was a problem that we couldn't take care of there. And so I didn't really feel as much the uh, professional isolation as just the work hours. Why has it become so difficult to get doctors to practice this way? Well, I think there's a number of reasons. It's a long pipeline to get from grade school and high school and college and into medical school. I think we have a number of problems with our admission policies in medical schools. Oftentimes those on the admissions committees have never practiced in a rural area. They don't understand the demands of rural practice. Oftentimes they haven't been in any type of private practice. And so admission policies and who we let into medical school is very important. The research is very clear that students who come from rural areas are more likely to return to communities of like size. And so admission policies are very important. Our medical school curriculum, there's what's called the hidden curriculum or a socialization process 
where the values of a rural physician are not supported in an urban academic health center uh, where so often research and very subspecialty practice is the coin of the realm. We have medical school curriculum that don't necessarily support those who have an interest in rural practice. And then our residency programs, similarly, are oftentimes in urban areas, in large hospitals, and don't necessarily support even philosophically going back to a rural area. So there's a lot of barriers that medical students who have an interest in rural practice face. If you've just joined us, you're listening to ReachMD XM, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell, and I'm talking today with Dr. Rick Kellerman, a practicing family physician in Wichita, Kansas, and president of the American Academy of Family Physicians. We're talking about rural medicine. Dr. Kellerman, I know there's a university in Australia that requires doctors to, to spend a year in rural medicine, and it seems like a nice solution. There are various programs. In the United States, what seems to have worked are loan repayment programs, for example, the National Health Service Corps, where medical students can either get scholarships or at the end of residency, if they have large debt, uh, may get loan repayment in rural areas. A number of states have loan repayment programs. One of the barriers for many of our medical students is that they come out of practice with debt well above $100,000. So that's influencing medical student choice in terms of both rural careers and careers in primary care. It would be nice to have our government step in and say, uh, or have some program that will clean our debt up if we spend four years in an underserved area. Well, the government in this country really has no workforce policy. I think that our healthcare system shows that in terms of various disparities that we have, not only in rural areas, but in inner city underserved areas. What kind of doctor do you think is required to even be able to survive that type of experience? Is there something in your in your makeup that made you enjoy it? Again, the research has shown that individuals who come from rural areas are more likely to return. I suppose there's a certain amount of independence that rural physicians uh, enjoy. They must enjoy variety, not only in terms of the age ranges of patients taking care of children as well as elderly patients, but the variety of patient problems that present on a day-by-day basis. You might be seeing a well child check, followed by an elderly patient who's depressed, followed by a car accident in the emergency room. And so you have to be prepared to care for a variety of patient problems. Any stories that come to mind that really you remember as your most rewarding experience? Well, there are a number of rewarding experiences, and I don't know that they're particular to rural areas. We all remember patients that come in. woman that came in (laughs) that I remember who her husband had left her years ago. She was raising three sons on her own. Each son was having various problems. She talked, and frankly, I didn't know what to do. All I could do was uh, just kind of sit there. Couldn't, there wasn't any medication to prescribe. and I felt kind of like a failure at the end of that visit. I asked her to come back if she needed to, and I didn't hear from her for months. And I thought, what a failure. I, I failed this lady. Finally, she showed up on my list again, and she came in. She said, Dr. Kellerman, thank you for helping me. And I said, well, what do you mean? I didn't do anything. I sat there like a bump on a log. And she said, oh, yes, you listened. So sometimes it's not just what we do to patients. It's some of those intangibles and just leaving. And all of us have 
whether we're in a rural or urban area, we all have stories like that. Give me a scary story that you remember that you were not prepared for, but it turned out okay. In rural areas, particularly where there are a lack of physician resources, the scale of problems changes. For example, a mass casualty disaster is two people in the emergency room at the same time. And on several occasions with car accidents, you might be in a situation of taking care of four to five people simultaneously. And how you organize your resources, your nurses, take care of triage, take care of the people that you can take care of there, but make sure that you appropriately stabilize and transfer patients that need services at another hospital. And those can be particularly challenging situations. When you were in the small town, were you married? Yes. And did you have children? Yes. So what was the experience like for your your wife and family being in a small town? Did they say, Dad, we got to get out of here? My kids were younger at that time, so... You know, they didn't say that. I don't think there was any particular issue there. There's also a, a different dynamic in rural areas in terms of lack of anonymity. That has both a positive and a downside. Rural communities tend to come together when there are problems, and that is a very important thing that we oftentimes do not have in urban communities. And on the other hand, you can sometimes feel like you're in the fishbowl and patients may stop you when you're downtown or in the grocery store. So it is necessary to protect yourself in some way, figure out if this is the type of practice for you and what you're comfortable with. Would you do it again? Yes, I would do it again. In fact, at this stage of my career, I think, well, what's the next stage? And is rural practice, uh, again, something that I want to consider? I'm older now and wiser now and would definitely consider that again. What do you think it was that made you actually leave rural practice in the first place? Was it that you missed a good sushi restaurant? For me personally, it was the teaching environment. And uh, although I took approximately six medical students a year on their rural preceptorship, I had an interest in medical education. And so that it's just a career decision, uh, which I've been very happy with. So Wichita, Kansas is not considered rural? I don't know where you are, but when I'm in New York City, people consider Wichita rural. We consider it the big city in, in Kansas. Dr. Kellerman, do you think that non-physician or mid-level providers can fill the gap where doctors aren't willing to go? Clearly, the non-physician providers should be part of the team and can be part of the team in rural areas. Whether they're a substitute for the physician, at least based on my experience, that is probably not an option. The variety of problems that are seen by the rural physicians, the severity of the problems, the complexity, really requires a well-trained physician. Non-physician providers can certainly serve as extenders, can provide services, and we have many family physicians in rural areas who work with non, very well with non-physician providers. But as a complete substitute, I don't think that that's going to work. So what can we do in in medical school? I mean, how can we get students excited about this? I think one of the important things is look at models that have worked. There are a number of programs in medical schools. For example, Nebraska has the Rural Health Opportunities Program, which helps encourage college students and support those students when they're admitted to medical school throughout their medical training. A lot of this is support. It's the hidden curriculum.
curriculum in our urban academic health centers that negates the support that medical students interested in rural practice need to have. We also need to look at our residency programs that are working. The Smoky Hill Family Medicine Residency Program in Salina, Kansas has this tremendous track record of taking medical students who wish to practice in a rural area, supports them, provides the type of training that they need so that they can practice in some of our most underserved areas. And seeing what we can do to just support both medical students and residents. Well, on that note, I'd like to thank our guest, Dr. Rick Kellerman. We've been discussing the practice of rural medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Caskell, and you've been listening to The Business of Medicine on ReachMDXM, the channel for medical professionals. For comments and questions, send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you for listening.